kind of have a problem where I just don't say no. So I take on more than I probably should. You know, you're just working constantly, just not sleeping and trying to get stuff done. And the same time I like thrive off, off of it. Like I love it, but I always get to this point where I'm like, why did I do this? I'm like work, work, work. And then I hit a wall and I'm just like, okay, it's too much. It was, I think right before playoffs and I knew we were heading into playoffs and I was like, okay, like I need to reassess and take a step back. And that just meant not taking on as many jobs because I have inquiries all the time that are coming in. And for me, it's so hard to say no to someone because I love what I do. And I also love working with new people. And I also feel bad. Like I don't want to not give this person something that they're looking for. So that was really hard to start saying no to certain projects, but I am happy I did it. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Austria, and it is, what, 2.30 p.m. in Michigan. So I'm drinking wine, and Brittany's drinking water. Yeah, but I'm wearing a shirt that says, bring me an iced coffee. So while you're listening, send me an iced coffee. (laughs) I just wish I could drink coffee at 8 p.m. because I just kind of like the taste. And I, I love, I love, I don't know if we've talked about this before. I love the routine of coffee. Like, isn't there just something where you just like make it and you're just like, ah, my day I've had my coffee and days when I just somehow can't have my coffee, there's not enough time. It throws my day. It's just the routine of it. I do drink tea at night, but I mean, it tastes good, but yeah, I just, I want my coffee. I want my oat milk in there. Got a little frother for it. Wow. That is so true. It is all about the routine. Yeah. Wow. What is your morning routine? Um, wake up. I'm so bad. You know how like all those, you know, influencers, they'll be like, and obviously wellness people, they'll be like, don't get on your phone right away. But I just feel like, you know, I, I need to know what's going Like sometimes texts are urgent. Sometimes I won't respond to texts last night. So I do in the morning. So I'll pick up my phone. Now with the added addition of added addition, okay, um, of Scott being gone, we just hooked up ring cameras, like the video cameras to every side of the house. And so these cameras, I don't know if anybody listening has them. They are so freaking sensitive. Oh yeah. I, so I'll wake up and there'll be notifications on my phone. So we've got one for the front door, one for the back door and one for like the driveway and the side door. And the first night they were hooked up. Luckily Scott was still there that night. If I got a notification, there's movement in your backyard and it was a spider web moving across the camera. And I was like, (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? Just a few hours ago, there was a squirrel that set it off. So now I've got this like added thing where I check every single motion because I'm living here alone. But I guess the good part of that is I would be like really nervous if it didn't pick up sensitive things. Cause if I got a notification where there's like, there's movement in your backyard and it didn't pick up animals or insects, I'd be like, who, who's in my backyard right now? Those ring cameras give me like kind of anxiety. So like, I don't have one. I am dying for a security system. Like I always tell Charlie, when we're done, we're getting a security system just for peace of mind. Like if we yeah. played in the ECHL still, and we were still in Idaho, I would 1000% get one because he's gone for like two weeks at a time. And I would get so like, I would go straight ninja. Like there's been a couple times where my dogs have barked in the middle of the night, like gone nuts. And it is the scariest thing ever when you're at home alone. And you, I know this from one of the reels that you posted, you love to watch scary crime documentaries. That's what <laughs> differ because I am watching friends. I've got it on a running loop because if I were to watch, there's that story not to get too sad, but did you hear about that 22 year old, the whole, it's like all over TikTok. She was going on that cross country trip with her boyfriend. Her first name is Gabby. Oh wait, the van people. Van people. Okay. I have not read it, but one of my friends here was telling me about that. Yes. I'm not going to recap it because people can get into it if they want, but Scott sent me an update on that last night and I just responded to him and I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not going to watch it until it's daylight tomorrow morning because there's no way, like I need my happy shows on at night or I, I, now that he's gone, I have friends like playing beside me just so that there's some background noise. Cause especially having this whole house now, I'm like, are my two doodles going to protect me? Like at least their barks. Yeah. Sound. That's Sounds what I always sweet. tell myself. I'm like, okay, at least even though they may not actually go after this person, if they break in, at least hopefully their barks are scary enough that they would like, and I, my dog is so triggered by something like I could literally gasp. Like I could go <gasps> and he will like freak out barking. Like, or if I just say, who is that? He freaks out barking. So like, I'm like, I could on, on command, get them to bark, but I don't think they would actually do anything if someone broke in. No, I, I feel, or I don't, captain might still bark obviously to be determined with Bucky. Maybe he's my protector. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I've gotten so off topic, but I, I checked my phone, my morning routine. (laughs) No, I mean, it's interesting. I think everybody wonders that about their dog. Would they save me if there was a burglar? I, I would have to say, no, that's the <laughs> thing too. But like, that's the thing is, if like you're a smart burglar, though, you would be like, "Do you guys want food? Do you guys want treats?" And they would be like, "Oh, he's one of us." Yeah. It's like if he's you're a- smart, you would just manipulate them with food. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they would forget about it. Well, my whole thing with Scott being gone, I was joking with a friend. I'm like this next little while for however long until I join him, I'm going to be like Kevin from home alone. Like I'm going to put some like little GI Joe's under the window, some like sharp things for them to step on. I'll like heat the door handle. <laughs> I got the like paint. It's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> They're like, you're going to be full on Kevin. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like in my twenties, but I'm still doing home alone for sure. Yes. So <laughs> 
morning routine. I don't know how we got into this safety debate. Yeah. Like rewind. Okay. Five minutes back. Go. Um, then, um, usually I work out before breakfast. Cause I find once I have my breakfast, I'm just, I'm, my tummy's full and then I have to wait a long time. So I do, I work out before breakfast, shower, breakfast, clean. Usually like we've talked about this before. I like my countertops to be clean before I have my coffee. Then lately, um, I go on my computer and do like answer back some wedding emails, get my wedding planning ordered our save the dates on Friday. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's pretty, it's pretty consistent. I do like having a steady morning routine and yeah, after my workout, it's, I have to either like yoga or stretch. Cause I feel like stretching in the morning is Dude, just like, good for you. It, but I can't like, it's crazy. I know, even if I don't work out in the morning that like, I obviously do feel a little bit different, but as long as I get that, like stretching, it's a game changer for sure. Gosh, I'm so annoyed at myself because I feel like I've been saying this for so long. So people that are listening that can relate to me, like, please tell me because I've been saying for so long, I need to work out. I need to work out. It's like, okay, I am the only person that can make myself work out, but I have come to acknowledge this. Okay. I'm just going to come out and say it. I do not like working out. I don't. What I like doing is yoga. And what Mm -hmm. I like doing is cycling. I like doing group fitness classes. Number one, my issue location. Yeah. When I, it is not close to where I live. I will not go because if it takes me more than 10 minutes to drive to a class, if it's going on 20 minutes, that's 40 minutes of my day, not including the time I'm like spent 10 minutes, whatever, getting situated and the 10 minutes after, but it's like, it takes up so much time and I'm just not motivated to do a workout by myself. Yeah. And I, I always think about like in the winter too, it's just like, like when I used to go to good life, when I, you know, whenever I was at home, when Scott would be gone, um, I would go to the good life near my mom's house. And it's like, you, you put on your winter coat, you get in the car, you drive there. And it's like, just that you feel so good once you get there, but to do that, it takes so much motivation. So I am forever grateful. This is going to be a huge, like Peloton advertisement. So happy that we have that right yeah. <laughs> you have um, a Peloton in the basement. Yeah. So, I need one of those. Cause I would actually, I would do that. You would love it. Yeah. When you just said like yoga cycling and then you pay like ours is 40. I don't know if they've up, I think it's been the same, but ours is 40 bucks a month and you literally get like yoga classes, strength classes. It's literally like, so you're paying for like a home gym membership pretty much. And we have the Peloton bike. Cause I know some people have the Peloton tread, Ideally, I would love the treadmill too. Um, but I mean, until, unless like it's snowing out or really cold, I do love going for runs um, in the neighborhood too. But I feel like also just growing up playing so many sports, um, I would feel weird if I didn't work out. So I don't know, like maybe if I didn't grow up playing a lot of sports, maybe I wouldn't. But now I just feel, I still have that competitiveness. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just competitive with myself now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I just, yeah. yeah, I've tried like hit and I used to like, when I worked at Lululemon, they like pay for you to join different fitness studios. So like I tried a bunch of things out and I kind of figured out what I love. Like I, I'm a yoga instructor. I don't teach right now, but like, I love yoga. 
And I love that practice. And I love when I can make a routine out of it. Like when I was at my parents' house, they lived three minutes from a hot yoga studio. I would go every morning at 7am, which is so not like me, but I would just go. Cause I loved it. Yeah. But I just like, I'm missing that aspect. And I'm like, I have a good morning routine, but like, even for the moms listening, like, it's just like such a battle because I stay up so late. I stay up till like 1130 to 12, just like sitting on my phone, watching TV, because it's my only time to have more than two hours to myself. And before I, I know it, it's been night. And I know that because I try to be like, since we've been texting, I try to be my best friends now. <laughs> Because I mean, most of the time, obviously it's business. No, I'm kidding. Um, we are best friends. Now. Um, but I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be in bed. So I've, I, and I like love to just, when I'm on a tangent, like I'm one of those people, I try, I'll try and like send paragraphs, but I'll like send a bunch of little texts and I'm like, oh my God, she's probably sleeping. Like I've just woke her up. And then you're just responding to me. And I'm like, it's definitely like midnight where you are right now, but sure. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a constant battle because then he gets up at like, seven or earlier. And I'm just like exhausted. And then I don't have the energy to go work out. So it's just such a struggle. I know I'll find my like balance at some point. And I'm sure right when I find that balance, I'll have another baby and just everything will hit the fan again. But gosh, I have to make it a priority. I have to just like do it because probably anyone that's listened to me, like say I need to work out. is like, Oh my God, you've been saying that for so long, but like I do, I haven't always been a blob. But like now I just feel like I'm a straight up blob. And I mean, you know, you, you are a mom, like my two dogs, you know, I have to take them for a walk around the block, but yeah, obviously it'll be interesting when I'm a mom. Cause I hope that I still keep it up. I feel like I will. I feel like I will. You might not at first, but I feel like you'll quickly get back into, I mean, cause you're technically not allowed to work out for not like six yeah. weeks or something. Cause you got to make sure everything's healed down there, you know? sitting on the couch doing like arm. Oh my God, stop it. But I mean, you probably will. (laughs) I love going for walks. Like I just, I always come back and I'm like, whoo, like I just feel so much better. And I feel so much more energized as to when I just like sit inside all day and do not feel good. Yes. Yes. Even when Scott left yesterday and you, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. And you text me and you're like, take the dogs for a walk, like get out. And I was like, I'm going to do that because you do, you feel it almost just like grounds you like no matter what is going on with your life, no matter how, like what emotion you're feeling, you go out for a walk and you just come back and you're like, okay, I got, I got out of my own head for a second. Yes. Um, okay. I, I came into this conversation with this question prepared in my mind. What is the weirdest thing that you and Scott have done together? Weirdest. Oh, do you, do you have an example? Like, do you know? What I don't think the- you want me to share mine first because I don't know if you'll be able to top it. Cause I have a story. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're on the same level. Like I'm trying to, I mean, we're just, we're weird all the time, but like, I don't really, I guess tell your story because I I probably won't be able to top it anyway. I don't know. You won't. I almost can guarantee it. I forgot this even happened. And Charlie will actually like, I don't even know if he's, he's probably not listening, but he might kill me if I tell him I talked about this on the podcast. Uh, When I worked at a yoga studio, like one of the girls that owned the studio worked at this place in Idaho and they, (laughs) he's literally going to murder me. 
get, they give colonics. Do you know what a colonic is? Never. Literally, this is my first time hearing that word ever. Shut <laughs> up. Is it an American thing? <laughs> this makes us so much better. Okay, do you know what an enema is? Um, uh, it's basically oh, like a laxative that just like makes you go to the bathroom like and gets everything out of your system okay okay I'm like actually kind of horrified I'm telling this she works at this colonic studio I'm like cool we should go do you still not know what it is what a colonic is no okay so Charlie's like that's super weird and I'm like well she gave she's getting us a really good deal he's like okay whatever like I guess I don't know how I talked him into this but like my brother and sister have said they've gone together we go there and we we like First, we, they tell us about just like, we have to fill out this big form of like what symptoms you have. And he was like, he gets migraines. So he checked that. And I was like, oh, I like sometimes have like digestive problems, I guess. Like I just, whatever. So you're like t- just explaining everything about yourself. And then like you turn it in, then you go and you go on one of those machines like that. Like, do you know what, I'm, you know what those machines are that like kind of like wiggles you, you like stand on it and it just like shakes your whole body? No. I'm demonstrating for those people that are listening. Like you literally just stand there and it like shakes your whole body. It's the weirdest thing. So it's apparently it's supposed to get things like flowing within you. It's like, okay, so you do that for 10 minutes. Then you go into a room. It's a pitch black room. You get in a bed and you put headphones on and you listen to a meditation for 15 minutes. I passed out. Like I fell asleep. I wake up to them opening the door and they're like, okay, like your room's ready for you. It's like, okay, great. So like, meanwhile, Charlie's doing this like in a completely different room doing everything that I'm doing. You go in this room, (laughs) you, it's like a toilet. You sit in this like toilet thing like this. I don't even know. Okay. So like your legs are like this, like you're giving birth. This is a really cute visual. So you sit down and they give you this tube. So like to the left of you, it's like this, like, it looks like one of those like maze, like this clear maze thing. So they give you this tube and they're like, you can put it up like yourself or, or we can do it for you. I'm like, Oh no, that's fine. Like, please leave the room. So you stick it up your butt, this pencil thing. It's like a tube. It's like basically sticking like a little eraser and you sit down on the toilet. So like it's small enough that it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Okay. Yes. So I'm sitting there and the lady comes back and she's like, okay, like you're all good. Like I'm going to start the thing now. And I'm like, okay, great. So she like start, she turns it on and it's like hot water, but like you don't feel it right away. Like it turns on and it's like, right. you a second. And then it goes and it starts like, you can feel it like in, in your inside. It's like this just warm water. Then all of a sudden I got this pressure that I like was about to like legit. Oh my God. Like shit my pants. Yep. And she's just standing there like smiling at me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling like, you know, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm ready. <laughs> She's like, okay, great. Like, just relax. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of hard. Cause you're just kind of standing there, you know, and I kind of have to go to the bathroom. And she's like, I know. I just want to make sure it's like, you know, doing it properly. So anyway, we were saying there. Meanwhile, Charlie is in the room next to me doing the same exact thing. And I forgot my phone and my purse. So I just was sitting there with like nothing. Like I didn't have like a magazine. Like I didn't have like a podcast. Like I was just sitting there like completely empty handed, just like literally experiencing this entire thing, like completely solo. Meanwhile, he's texting me like, 
what the hell? This is the weirdest thing I've ever done. Like, what did you make me do? What is happening? Why aren't you responding to me? Like, it was insane. And I feel like I cannot believe you've never heard of the colonic. No, I haven't. That is, is this horrifying that I'm putting this in? Like, maybe I shouldn't. Like, he might be really embarrassed. Like, I might have to ask for his approval. But, like, at the end of the day, everyone does it. This clearly is something that I did not know about. So I'm sure there's other people that also don't know about this. You should play a prank on Scott and tell him that you really want, wanted to try this like thing together. And I need to get screenshots of the entire conversation and be like, Hey, I heard about this thing. That's like supposed to be really cleansing, like really make you light on right. your feet. You know, right. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder even if he knows what it is though. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like I mean, yeah, our guys are probably going to be so embarrassed, but I feel like athletes, obviously they need to be in shape, their body, you know what I mean? Like before games, sometimes if they have to go to the bathroom, like what are they, what is that called? They take it to like stop them from going. So they don't have to go while they're on the ice. Has Charlie ever told you about that? Emodium? No. Yeah. So like, there's obviously like laxatives and these are the opposite. So like I, maybe it's different for players. I don't know, but obviously if Scott, you like have to go in general or like, if you like have diarrhea or something, maybe both, like maybe (laughs) if like kind of feel it, you cut like, let's just say not, you know, the worst one, but let's just say you kind of feel like you might have to go or whatever. Like you just take this pill and it like stops you from going. So yeah, there's like, it's, it's the opposite of laxatives. Um, he's never told me about that which I feel like we're on that level that it's surprising like I don't know with players it might be easier for them just like go after it but obviously Scott's playing the full 60 minutes so um but yeah I feel like I don't know like they're athletes they should hopefully be you know comfortable with you know parts of their (laughs) that's where I was kind of going with it and you know what I lost five pounds Oh my, well, I would imagine, yeah, like it probably just clears you, but it's water weight. Wow. Wow. But you have to just watch it till it gets like completely clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Damn. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry. I'm kind of embarrassed now. If Charlie gives you his permission to have this in the episode, I will be like so impressed with him. Yeah, like he'll get brownie points for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really. It's not know. like I said anything graphic. I just said we went and did it and explained the setup. It's just a business. Yeah, I I leave this conversation more educated. Exactly, and I do expect you to do this to Scott because I need some entertainment. So cruel, but yeah, I mean, I'm always down to troll. I love trolling him. <laughs> well, anyways. I don't even know how to transition out of this topic that I brought up. So, I mean, you know, bathrooms, interior design. Yes. Uh, when I, uh, <laughs> when I first, I think it was like Arizona when Scott was there, I would visit him for like months at a time and he had this two bedroom place. So already he had too much space for just him when I was just visiting and that was kind of like the first time, like as a Canadian, I don't know if like Americans know this, but target tried to be successful in Canada, but it was like, not the same. I I think it was like, wasn't the same suppliers. So it was almost like target in Canada was like 
12 million times worse than Walmart. So in Canada, Walmart is kind of like target. Like it's just like better. So it didn't succeed there. So then me discovering like target for the first time in Arizona was amazing. And that's when I kind of was like, I'm going to buy a few little things to make this apartment feel more like home. And doing that, I mean, I spun out on a tangent because it was around Christmas time. So like we got a lot of stuff that like, I was just like to Scott, I'm like, I'm not with my family at Christmas and I really want it to feel like home. So we had this like huge tree. We got all these decorations for it, but I think that's so important to do. So it's the fact that we could have Jacqueline on there and her give us her tips and tricks to make our spaces during the season more homey. I feel like that's huge, especially for these poor men without girls, or, you know, if you're in a new relationship and they might need a little help because they don't know what to do. Yeah, for sure. And it, like, I actually thought of this while we were having this conversation with her, an example of this would be like two seasons ago, we were in this one apartment. It was like huge, we did not need that much space. That was just the only apartment available. So like, we definitely took it for granted, but, um, and then we wound up being really, really good friends with the family that moved in after us. Um, gosh, she just like saved my life postpartum shout out to Blair. I love you. But so they moved into that same apartment. We did nothing. Like we did nothing when we lived there. Like I got, I would get Christmas decorations and I'm talking like year round. Like it was just very like bare bones in there. We didn't have a lot of furniture. We didn't do anything to spruce it up. And then like the next year I would go up there and hang out all the time. And I'm like, I was like embarrassed and inside, like no one saw, I mean, whatever, but like, I was like, gosh, like to see what this could have looked like and like how I could have felt bummed me out. Cause I'm like, this looks so cute. And like, she made it so homey. Whereas I, even though I kind of was making excuses almost like, oh, I don't want to spend the money or like, we're just going to, who knows if we'll even be able to keep it. I just should have done it. For sure. And yeah, I think probably if we were to like post a poll question, I think it's so funny just talking to other wives and girlfriends. All of us are just kind of like, no, we don't hang things up on the wall. Like that makes holes in the wall that we have to cover up if we're renting. And it just feels like such a, permanent thing. And in your mind, you're just like, well, I'm renting. I don't need to do something, you know, that's going to alter it in any way, but it is, it's true. It's like, if, you know, at the very most you have to do is like a little bit of spackle or whatever, like, you know, if you're hanging up something heavy, but it is, it's just the little things that you can just like put around your place to make it homey. And like thinking at our old, like our other apartments, fortunately now minimalism, I feel like is the way to go. So just like we were saying in the podcast, like just having a candle and a throw blanket is amazing. I, um, two years ago, I found these really nice, um, tulips on Amazon and they're not like, they haven't bloomed. So they just look like these, like, you know, unbloomed tulips and I've got, um, a vase for them. And yeah, I remember like, I posted just like a photo and people were like, Oh my God, like your place is so nice. And I'm like, there's just a vase of fake flowers. Like that was it, (laughs) but it's just, you know, just go with it. Like minimalism is the key. So just add a few tiny pieces and it, it does, it makes you feel so much more 
at home because we don't have that luxury in this lifestyle. We're rare. Like, as I said before, our home time is four months if you're lucky. So Mm -hmm. we're here the majority of the year. I feel like it really does elevate like your mood when you come home, but we have Jacqueline Sherratt joining us today on the podcast and her husband plays in the the NHL for Montreal. Last year, they were in the Stanley cup finals and she is an interior designer. She recently launched her business this past January, as well as being a mom to a little girl who is preschool age. And we chat with her about interior design, her business. We ask her some questions about how to nail down a home style. What are some of her tips for making the season home feel more like your off season home or just more like a space that feels like you opposed to a place that feels like someone else. And so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to Breaking the Ice. Brittany and I are so excited to have you on today. And we usually start off asking our guests just a little bit about themselves, who you are, where you're from. So we'll just kind of hand the floor over to you and give it a go. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I was born and raised in Waterloo, Ontario. We, we still settle there now, um, in the off season and my husband's from Hamilton, Ontario. So it's only about an hour from there. And yeah, I grew up there. I went to uh, university in London, Ontario. Um, and then I, after I got my degree, I moved out with my husband to Newfoundland. He was playing in the AHL at that time. And then, yeah, that's kind of when our, I guess the hockey life started and kind of unfolded from there. Funny. I was telling my husband that I was chatting with you tonight and he said that he actually played with your husband in Sudbury. So it's just such a small world. Yeah, that is such a small world. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, it's a really small community. How did you guys meet? We met uh, when we were 17. Um, I grew up dancing um, in Guelph, which is about like 20, 25 minutes from where I'm from. And, um, and he was playing junior hockey, the OHL for the Guelph Storm and our two best friends were dating. So they took us like on a blind date to second cup, like coffee one night. <laughs> I'm always amazed when I hear people meet like at such a young age and wind up getting married because I feel like it is very rare to, yeah. I, and I guess you guys probably were in high school together, but technically it's kind of like your high school sweetheart when you're 17 years old. Right. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. Like a blind date at 17. Like you don't really like hear about that. Usually it's, I don't know, older ages, but yeah, we're, we're here now. So it worked out. And are you guys in Montreal? Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. in yeah. I'm sure as Brittany knows, camp training camp starts this week. So we came back last week to kind of get settled in. And Yeah. My husband left yesterday. So I think he was like the last person actually on his team to leave for training camp. But um, yeah. gosh, like that, that's so nice that, so you're with him now, obviously for like the season. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually, we own our house here. So, um, and Montreal is about a six and a half hour drive from where we're from. So we just load up the car and and drive down together. It's just easier that way. Um, and just 
I guess, kind of being so close to home, like you can kind of go anytime knowing that you're a drive away. Um, yeah, we got settled here and then my daughter's supposed to start preschool this week. So we kind of just wanted to get back here and settled in. How do you guys like Montreal? Do you like the city? Cause it's kind of like a different culture in a way, probably from where you guys are from. Yeah, we, we kind of grew up coming to Montreal because the drinking age was 18 here. <laughs> so, like there's, yeah, yeah like um, when you turn 18, it's like there's trips organized and stuff to Montreal. So I've been here years ago and it's, um, it's funny because Ben actually got drafted here like to the NHL at the Bell Center and like his year was held here. And because it was so close to home, we came and like at that time we'd only been together for like four months. So I was like, what's the NHL? But I was like, Montreal, let's go. <laughs> so it's just kind of um, full circle to be back here now and like raising our daughter here and that kind of thing. But yeah, I've always loved like the culture here. It kind of gives like us a European vibe and we, we love Europe. Like we've toured it um, a couple different countries. So that's really cool. And then just like the food uh, the restaurants like that kind of life here is really cool and really great um and we're well I'd say I'm more of the foodie than he is but um I love just like good food and like good drinks and wine and they don't disappoint here so that's that's fun and hopefully we can um explore it more this year just because uh nine months into our first year here is when COVID kind of shut everything down so we haven't had the opportunity to really like fully explore the city. Um, so hopefully this year things are a bit more normal and we can actually like really get to know the city and all that. And how is um, Montreal right now, like with COVID stuff, because obviously my parents are both kind of around the Toronto area and I know it's like a little bit more normal, like restaurants are open a little bit. Everything's obviously just like everywhere understaffed. Is Montreal kind of the same in that regard? Yeah, so Montreal is actually the first um, province to put the uh, vaccine passport in place. Mm. That started earlier this month. So um, basically like to get into most restaurants, you have to show you're fully vaccinated. Um, anything that's... Um, non-essential essentially is a vaccine passport. So like gyms and all that stuff, you have to show your card. So um, we just got back last Tuesday. So I haven't been out to a restaurant or anything yet to see how it all works. But um, Ben's been out and he said, yeah, you just scan it at the door and you go in. But like, it, I guess it seemed pretty like dead downtown. So I don't know if it's like an adjustment phase will all this happens, but otherwise like everything's fully open and up and running and, and all that. So that's kind of, that's great for businesses here. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause here in Europe, it's kind of similar. Like you have to show you that you're either vaccinated or you have to show a negative PCR test, um, which back home, you did not need to do that. At least where I'm from, I know they're kind of like locking down in certain States cause it's by state, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, not to get an, on a whole <laughs> political tangent, because I know people are very opinionated about it either way, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I feel, I'm hoping that everything will get kind of back to normal soon so that we can all enjoy our hockey seasons, because last year was obviously super tough. And yeah, so you have a little girl. What was it like in the pandemic with her? Was it 
tricky. Just, I know that you work full-time too. Yeah. It was tough because, um, just like getting a sitter and like bringing them into the house and then just like not being able to have my mom come as often. It was a big adjustment for sure. And then just like not really being able to do a lot with her or kind of being nervous to do things with her and take her out. Um, and she was nine months old when everything shut down. So, um, I'm very curious to see how preschool goes (laughs) being a little COVID baby. And, um, I'm a little bit worried about her immunity, but yeah, during, during it, there's definitely some hard times and some long road trips that I was like, I don't know if I can make it through this, just <laughs> doing it alone. but I'm sure you felt the same and yeah, it's, it's tough, but I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel sort of coming. <laughs> you know, I mentioned like, obviously you work full time. I follow your business page on Instagram and I wanted to ask you before we got into all of that, obviously you met your husband when you guys were both super young. What was that like for you watching him, like meeting him in junior hockey and kind of watching him get to where he is now in his career? It was, it's pretty crazy when you look back, like we've been together now 12 or 13 years. I literally can't even remember. So to watch him go from like, you know, just a kid to now, like an established player in the NHL. And I really actually sat back and like thought about that, but it's pretty crazy. Like I always believed in him. Like, I mean, you're always like your, your man's number one supporter. So I always knew like he'd make it to the NHL and he'd be like really good defenseman in the NHL. But obviously there's always people that tell them otherwise. So it's hard to see them like hear that, but you just always like, I don't know, have their back. So I always kind of just knew it was going to go well and he was going to do well. And maybe that's just because like, I knew him so well, his like work ethic and that kind of thing. So maybe that's like why I was always so confident in it, but yeah, it's pretty cool to think about that. Actually, that you mentioned that from like 17 to 30 now, like in the NHL and played in the Stanley cup final. And yeah, you just, you don't really think about that when you're 17. (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing. Like, as Devin said, from such a young age. And I was wondering, like, I I'm guessing, obviously you guys had to do a little bit of long distance. Like that's a really young age to like start doing that. And just obviously kind of hop into this lifestyle. Did you guys struggle with that or was it like, just because you guys kind of knew this is my person, it was okay. It definitely was tough. Like during university, especially just knowing he was so far, like he was out in Newfoundland and I was in Ontario. So that was tough at times, but kind of looking back, it was easier than what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely made trips out quite often. And at the time, like those flights, you're like, oh my gosh, these are so expensive, but like, we're going to just do it. So there's a lot of flights that, that we would like sometimes just do just to, you know, if it's three days, whatever, we'll hop on a flight. And it was a long flight. It was about four and a half, four and a half hours within Canada. You're like, it's kind of crazy, but so that we made it work that way. I went out quite often once he moved out there. And then in my last like year of university, I was like, it was getting a lot. Like, you're just like, okay, it's been four years. Like, I just want to like be with you. Like I had potential, like more schooling. Like I was looking at my master's degree and I was just like, I don't know, like, 
this is a lot and like he couldn't couldn't come home right so you don't really have the option you have to make the choice like what are you gonna sacrifice for your relationship so it worked out in the end out of curiosity which university did you go to I went to Western okay I went to U Ottawa but which is also funny because now that I live in the states I find myself saying college because here it's like yeah it's it's that thing where it's just like everything is kind of college so when I say university they're kind of like what (laughs) yeah I know that's so true like when you're on a hockey team and people are like oh what college do you go to but in Canada college is something like different than university yeah like two years right yeah yeah okay you're like I think what you guys would call trade school right like it's it's almost like that kind of it's it's more like specified kind of like trades business like trade school uh like in the U.S. I've never even heard of that I think maybe I have (laughs) trade school I've been told yeah I feel like that reminds me of like boarding school no (laughs) But like here, yeah, you have either, you know, it's, it's kind of like the same thing, but sometimes you have like a state school, you'd have like Arizona state university or like university of Arizona. It's like essentially the same thing. Oh, you know what I meant? It's college in Canada is kind of what you guys would say community colleges. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we addressed this because I feel like there's a lot of confusion around this topic. Totally. I love what you said though, about like the whole idea of what sacrifice am I going to have to make to make this relationship work yesterday on my Instagram, I posted what's something that this lifestyle has taught you about yourself and going back to like a lot of the answers we're saying, we don't give ourselves enough credit for like what we do or what we sacrifice. And it's kind of true, like looking back and obviously none of us would change it. Right. Because we're with the people that we love, but it does take a lot of sacrifice. And especially in the beginning, I feel like for me, at least before we were married, I'm like, we're not married. And I'm like putting my kind of career on hold and I'm making this huge plunge. I'm moving. Like I don't have, I, and it's, it's like the, just the truth. I'm like, I don't have a ring on my finger. You know, I'm like, this isn't, I don't, I feel like it's forever, but I don't know it's forever. And I'm making all these sacrifices. So it's just kind of an interesting topic. I, I definitely don't think it's addressed enough that you know obviously the other half has to give up something to like follow them around they're pursuing their career and you know sometimes obviously works out when you can also do your career at the same time but you don't know that going into it for sure I feel like there's so many questions too like can he come visit you or like can he come here it's like no (laughs) they literally can't I have to go there how long have you guys been in Montreal for uh so this is his third year of his contract Okay. And so like, when did you guys wind up buying your house? So we bought it right away when we signed here. Um, We were in Winnipeg for five or six years and we rented the whole time. And so we just said, wherever we end up next, as long as it's like three years, even if it was two, we'd consider it. We're just buying because we just didn't want to rent anymore after doing it for that long. And, um, and we're like, okay, we're just gonna, buy it and we'll figure it out and it's worked out good because I mean we're so close that we've come down in I mean during COVID it wasn't the normal year but we still were able to make use of this house so we've used it a lot more than I guess any other house you would normally use in the season because we can come down in the summers and stuff 
And you guys have a house back home as well where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. We have a house there as well. I feel like, especially with being so close to home, we're like, whether we rent, like if something happens, we can always rent our house out in Montreal. We can use it as like a vacation home, like, you know, like, because it's so close. So there was more positives than negatives in that case. So I feel like having a place in both, both cities that you call your home is nice because it's kind of hard when you're like having to go and Britt, I know that you guys have to do this each year, but like <laughs> you have to go kind of like hunt for a new place. And then you have to try to like make the place your home every year. And it's, it's just kind of like gets exhausting sometimes. And it's very expensive. Like God forbid, you know, my friends, like always, you know, at the end of the season, like whatever, April, May, whatever, then at the beginning of the season, they're like, so what's the plan? And I'm just like copy and pasting. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the ins and outs of like our storage unit. Like I'm like, well, we're living here. Then we move stuff to an, into a storage unit. Then we go into season. And then sometimes we get the stuff from storage and bring it. Sometimes we rent. It's just like, I feel like I'm boring myself at that point. So <laughs> it is, I will say like being a new house owner, even though Scott's not here with me now and I'm kind of holding down the fort for the first time. Um, it's so nice just to have our stuff here. I think that is incredible. So <laughs> it's a game changer for sure. Just like not having to like pack up everything at the end of the season, you can leave your stuff out. Like you can, yeah, make it your own slowly without worrying about like, is this someone else's like furniture or house? I got to put, pack it up eventually. Hoping that in the meantime, while we're here over the next few years, maybe the Canadian market will like, crash, <laughs> I hope, because people are saying they're like, it, it can't keep going up. And obviously, you know, being around the Toronto area, it's, isn't it like almost the highest in North America? Like it's, it's insane. And I'm sure like you're closer to Toronto. So it's probably even more crazy where you are, but like, even at where we are, like we're about two hours from like downtown Toronto, like, or maybe like an hour and a half, if there's no traffic. And like, it's just all being pushed out to us now. So like the homes that are selling like in our city, it's, it's literally just, it's wild. It's insane. And even like here in Montreal, it was like way different. Like the price of that we paid for this home would be like in, like we would not be buying that back home just like based on the, the cost of it. It's like, it's just wild, but yeah, Ontario housing market. <laughs> gotta cool down eventually right <laughs> not coming home until it, yeah. <laughs> not living in Canada until it does so yeah. no. you don't want to live with your parents um no you know that <laughs> after playoffs in Tampa last year with my mom for two weeks love her to death she's gonna listen to this episode but <laughs> no I feel you <laughs> it's nice for like a week, you know, maybe a little less, but then once you're more than a week, you're like, okay, I need to like get back into my own space, my own routine. I cannot, it's, it's funny. Cause I feel like I literally regress into like my high school self when I live with my parents, it's the weirdest thing. Oh yeah. I'll be reading a book like in my bedroom and my mom will come in and I'm like, mom, shut the door. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I feel like at my house here, I'm always like picking up everything and like constantly cleaning. And then back home, I just, I definitely will admit that I like leave more things in the sink or just, 
I don't know, let things pile up a little bit more than I would in my own home. So it's just interesting how you kind of go back to your old ways when you're with living with your parents. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like even when my mom comes to visit, I'm like, Oh, the dishes are there. Maybe someone will do them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Your extra things. I like, I have extra help and it happens to be my mom. So (laughs) yeah, well, I feel like, especially when you have kids, like that's what your parents are for is to like come and help with that stuff when you don't normally have that kind of help around. I'm really close with my mom and like both, both our families in general, like, you know, come visit and help out with Emerson a lot. And, um, so I can't imagine being super far. And that was like one thing that we really like drew us to signing in Montreal too, is like Emerson was actually born three weeks early and free agency was like the week after she was born. So we like, she was supposed to be born after free agency, but she was born before. So like we went into free agency with a newborn and like when there's offers and you're like, it's a six hour drive, like sold. (laughs) It was, um, it changes your perspective a lot once you like bring kids into it and need help. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of things you have to factor in that you normally wouldn't have thought about before. So will you tell everyone a little bit about what you do professionally and how you got into it? Yeah. So, um, I own a business called Jacqueline Schrott design. Um, so it's an interior design firm. Um, I just actually officially launched it in January, um, of this past year. Um, but I had, I've been in the design world for years. Um, my dad is a builder Um, and my grandfather was a builder as well. So, and I actually grew up working for my dad. Um, it was like my summer job, like starting when I was in high school and then all the way through till, um, I moved away with Ben. So I worked for him for like six years. And at the time it's like working for your dad, like we're kind of similar sometimes. So it wasn't good some days, but, um, other days, like, just being able to like move around all the departments and see how like, you know, a company like that works. He's a commercial builder, so it's a pretty big company, but my dad does, um, he kind of runs the design build sector of his company or that's his like focus. That's what he prefers. So um, I didn't really like realize everything I was taking in while I was there, just like all the design aspects, building everything. Um, and so then we built our house, when was it? It was, um, 2017. So several years after, um, I was working for my dad, but I mean, obviously like your parents, like careers, like, you know, like what's going on with them all the time. So it never really like left me. And then, um, and just building and designing the house and just doing it kind of like all myself. I just loved it. And, um, I thrived off of it and I just, I never really thought it would be something I would do, but like, I love doing it. Um, and just, I, I kind of started like doing that young, like at university, I would make over my room every time. And then when I moved to Newfoundland, like our first home together, like I was just constantly decorating and, and making it. And like, I didn't realize that that's not how everyone works. Like I thought this was just normal. Like 
go to HomeSense as many times as you can, like make it your own, like decorate it. Like it, like I just always did that. And I didn't really realize like people don't do that. They just leave it as is. And I never realized that um, until like you're meeting more and more people, you're going to more people's homes in the hockey world. And you're saying, Oh, people have rentals. People do this. Like they have a home, but they didn't decorate it themselves. And so just, yeah, I learned a lot um, throughout that. Um, and I was just always helping friends out and uh, family and just decorating, decorating led to renovations and all those kind of things. And, and that led me to just kind of doing it like part-time, not officially under my business yet. And then I always thought, you know, when he retires, I'll start my business. And during COVID, um, he was at home every day. And I just got really busy. Like people were asking me to help and to do jobs. And then some started being, you know, more legitimate. And, and I started my business plan like a long time ago. And then I just kind of went back to it during COVID to, to work on it a bit more. And yeah, things just kind of um, having him around like those months that we were shut down, it made me focus on my business plan again. And I was like, I'm ready for this now so why not start it and see where it goes and you know with our crazy life that we move around so much like being an owner of your own business I can create my own flexibility make sure that I can still you know do two moves a year between provinces still be a mom still be a wife like you know when you don't have a lot of help at home so let's just see how it goes and it's been going great. And yeah, I just never really would have expected, I guess, kind of launching something during his career. I always thought, you know, I'll start my, my business when he's done when we're settled back in Ontario. So that's kind of, um, I guess how it started, where it came from and yeah, now we're here. (laughs) Amazing. There's like so many parts of that, that I just want to like talk about I'm like okay I need to like take mental notes of each of these but that's amazing I didn't know you started your business officially in January I mean you have such an amazing like following on your on your business page and I was like wow and I just looking at it it's so beautiful I saw that pottery barn just posted something that you had created which is unbelievable you should be so proud that's a huge accomplishment and so were you nervous to take that step and make it official and start your own business? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I literally kept putting it off. Like I technically could have launched in like last fall, like a year ago. Cause I had everything like ready to go. Um, but I just kind of kept talking myself out of it. Um, and like, yeah, it's, it's scary. Like putting yourself out there and, and running your own business and, and that kind of thing. But um, my husband kept pushing me to do it. And it's like, you, you're not going to lose anything by putting yourself out there. And like, you're obviously like good at what you do based on people like coming back for more. And so many people asking you to work for them. So it's just like, obviously when it's on paper, it's just more, you know, makes it official, <laughs> like kind of just working like under just my name. I was like, Oh, well, it's just not official. There's less pressure. Um, but no, I'm really glad that I did it when I did it and he was right. And yeah, so I'm really happy with 
where things are going. I, I mean, I find that so inspiring. And like, since your husband was home while you kind of started this and pushing you to do it, like what during COVID, obviously when they couldn't play, was he kind of lending his hand to you as well? Like, does he enjoy the design aspect or is he more of just kind of like your hype man? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's funny when he listens to this, he's going to like kill me, but advice like design advice and like will tell me where to put things and like bless his heart but um so like he, he does have a good eye for certain things I will give him that um but when he's like trying to tell me what to do I just find it so funny it's like hilarious and doesn't like when I laugh at that but yeah he's definitely my hype man and he's like so patient with the amount of projects that I just do all the time like at our house even um, just like making over rooms constantly and just like coming home with like bags and bags from HomeSense. And he's like, what do we possibly need from HomeSense? <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> so patient with that. So yeah, he's um, definitely a good hype man. <laughs> I feel like most guys are not good at decorating houses I mean like my husband same thing like bless his heart but like he's brought home like a couple random like like photo frames that have writing on them I mean they try right I think I've I think I've almost like scared Scott to the point where like for like bringing home house stuff birthdays Christmas he doesn't even really like surprise me. Like he always has to like run that stuff past me. Cause I'm like, bless your heart. But like, it's going to be returned. Like I have a, very, I was like, I would rather you just want to like surprise, bring home a plant. You cannot go wrong with a plant. Like I'll put it somewhere, but yeah, just all that other stuff. I'm like, you got to run it. You got to run it past me. <laughs> yeah. That's actually so funny. I don't think he's ever tried to go pick up any home. Ever. Like, <laughs> but he's he's good with finishes and like placement of furniture so he's he's good with that stuff but yeah decorating you mentioned that you didn't realize that a lot of people don't make their season home into kind of more of a homey vibe during the hockey season I am guilty of being that person so many years have gone by I have not decorated and it does not feel good Like I am coming into a space. It's not mine. I'm not happy. I know in the AHL and above, like you buy your own furniture, you buy your own decor and stuff. But, you know, um, my husband's played in the AHL, ECHL, ECHL, they give you all your own furniture. And in Europe, they give you all your own furniture and decor, right? So it's just like you constantly feel like you're living in someone else's space, essentially. Um, and I know a lot of other people struggle with this. So I wanted to ask you if you have any tips to kind of make it a little bit more homey, because as you know, it can get pretty pricey when you're jumping around a lot every year. And, and for you, especially in Europe, you probably, you know, you can just like pack up that stuff. If you go and get a bunch, you know, you're not going to pack a glass vase and all this stuff for us in Winnipeg, like we would ship our cars back and forth. So if there's something like I loved, I would just throw in the car. So that kind of made it easy for us with the decorating. But we actually rent a furnished, we rented a furnished house in Winnipeg. And I just found, you know, 
um, still it wasn't like your own space. Right. So I did get a lot of things. Like I went to HomeSense just because obviously like, you know, the prices are so good there and you can just find little pieces here and there. So I did do that a lot. Um, but I think the bigger thing is just to find like a few pieces that like really, um, make you feel like inspired and make you feel comfortable and like remind you maybe of home or just make you feel good. It doesn't even have to remind you of home, but just makes you feel good, brings out your kind of style. And then you'll be amazed how spaces start to become kind of your own just by placing like little pieces that make you happy and inspired and that kind of thing throughout it. Now, um, it is hard when you're like, especially overseas and, you know, travel far back and forth and maybe don't have a car to pack stuff up. But, um, there's so many places that actually like doll, the dollar store, like their, their stuff that they provide, there's actually like crazy that, and then, you know, do it yourselves nowadays. Like there's so many things you can do, like with, you know, the matte spray paint and stuff like that. So you're spending like $3 on a vase, but then you make it look like something from Studio McGee, you know, like maybe not that level, but (laughs) make pieces, um, a little more, um, trendy and more your style without breaking the bank. So that's, you know, kind of a good option for people who want to make it feel more homey without, going and buying a bunch of expensive pieces. And then, you know, just things like candles and fresh flowers, like those can just do wonders for like, just like the weekly kind of thing. Like if you know you're not gonna be able to purchase a bunch of decor or furniture or whatever, even like throws, like blankets and pillows, like adding your own pillows to a couch that's not yours, that brings in like a piece of your own style and, you know, um, pillowcases are pretty easy to fold up and pack and the insert, you have to leave it. I mean, sure you can leave it, you know, but yeah, throws like making it a cozy space that you like, feel like you want to be there all the time. Like that's kind of like the goal really to make you feel inspired while you're there. So yeah, I'd say like, if you can't like go shopping and find a few pieces that like inspire you and that make you happy then like fresh flowers a really good candle a cozy throw or like a blanket maybe some pillows and then you kind of make your space like for you um I think you just sum me up with those like three items like I'm like (laughs) flowers I've got right there got candles throughout the house got my fuzzy throws and I think that's just like makes it comfortable like it's it's so nice when you can just come home because it's not your home it's your in-season home but it it just feels a little bit more so like home and I think that DIY I don't know why I've never thought of that because as you were saying that I was just thinking that would be such a fun project if your guys away on a road trip just to like head to Dollarama pick up some stuff it's low risk high reward where like (laughs) if you messed up you'd be like well it cost me three dollars like it's you guys can both laugh at it when he comes home right if you like totally mess it up but that's so I love that idea and that would be even cool like to meet new girlfriends on the team or old ones just like have a craft night almost where you do something like that yeah totally and like yeah the stuff that they have there is just such good basis for stuff like that just like do it yourselves and like 
and you know, like sometimes they have some decent pieces that you can just use as is, but yeah, exactly. Like low risk, high reward, fun night, like, you know, and you can't really go wrong with that kind of thing. So I definitely start there. We just need you to like be popping around each team and like leading these. (laughs) We're like, we need an instructor. I feel like I'm not a crafty person, but I love that. Like anything I try to like do does not always turn out so great, but like the things that you said, those tips of just getting a throw and a, and a candle and flowers, like those are such easy and pretty cheap things that you can do, you know, grabbing your favorite smell. Like that's just, it's easy and it makes you feel cozy and at home. And yeah, I will say like this year, that was like a very high priority for me. I was like, I am tired of living like this. It sucks. Cause I just never feel good. So within the first week I went and I printed a bunch of pictures. I got a new blanket. I got candles. I got flat. Like, it's like just even the mood shifter that that does is huge. Like it's huge. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing is like, you want to walk into, I mean, ideally every room in your home and just feel like at home and feel inspired. But if you can't do that, like at least start with like your main living area, the space that you're spending the most amount of time. And that's kind of how it all started. Like for me in the hockey world, you know, just getting a candle and, you know, lighting it. And even just like, I got my own wine glasses and, you know, it was like something that was yours and you had your candle and your glass wine and your cozy throw. And you're like, okay, this is, this is something, you know, what more do you need? since you've started your business with incorporating the hockey lifestyle, incorporating being a mom as well. How has that been kind of balancing those things when you're not in your home city most of the year? It definitely was a challenge and I kind of have a problem where I just don't say no. So I take on more than I probably should. And then, you know, you're just working constantly, um, just not sleeping and trying to get stuff done. And the same time I like thrive off, off of it. Like I love it, but I always get to this point where I'm like, why did I do this? I'm like work, work, work. And then I hit a wall and I'm just like, okay, it's too much. So, um, it was, I think right before playoffs. Um, and I knew we were heading into playoffs. I think we had clinched or whatever. And I was like, okay, like I need to reassess and take a step back. Um, and that just meant not taking on as many jobs because I have inquiries all the time that are coming in. And for me, it's so hard to say no to someone um, because I love what I do. And I also love working with new people. And I also feel bad. Like I don't want to not give this person something that they're looking for. So that was really hard to start saying no to certain projects. Um, but I am happy I did it because I got to enjoy the whole playoff run. Um, and it gave me a little bit of more, I guess, breathing space, just being a mom and with him, like Ben being so busy. And I just felt like I kind of started to balance it a bit more. Like I could still do all the mom things, like just have mornings with her where I had my coffee. I didn't like look at my email and like, we just played, but then nap time and like, until, you know, basically dinner time was just like work time for me. So I did definitely figure it out a little bit more closer to the summer, but when I first started, it was like, 
it was a struggle. And at that time, we just got here for the season and there's COVID protocol. So I didn't have a babysitter or anything. So that was, um, that was a lot, but that wasn't part of your plan. <laughs> no, I was, uh, yeah, it wasn't really part of my plan. It was funny. Well, not funny at all at the time, but when I launched my company, I always had the date set. It was just everything revolved around, you know, all the, the social media and the graphics and my website and that who I was working with, like we all had this date for a while and we didn't even know like Ben's schedule yet. That's how far, like we planned this date. So when the schedule got released, of course, it's like the two week road trip, the first one of the year and like, okay, whatever, that's fine. Like can launch like by myself. And then sure enough, I get like strep throat. So I'm just like trying to launch this. And like, I have a one and a half year old and my husband's gone. We're not supposed to be leaving the house. And like, it was, it was crazy, but <laughs> it all worked out for the best. And um, yeah, I wouldn't change any of it. Oh my gosh. That's so tough. when like, just things go wrong that are not part of like your plan, right? Like, of course you get sick. He's gone. <laughs> You're launching a huge business. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Like I said, interior design is so interesting to me because I'm not good at it. And I think that's why I'm so interested in it because it's just something that I would like aspire. Like I would love my house to look like super put together, but I've noticed that I like certain things, but then once it's all together, it looks kind of like hodgepodgey. Like, it's just like, okay, this is not like a cohesive theme, if that makes sense. So I'm curious, like, and I don't even know if you can answer this question. I'm, I don't know if it's like a weird question, but like, how do you nail down like a style for your home just for like the average person? That's a good question. I find that a lot of my clients do know what they like. So that that's um, kind of nice because they they know what they want and like you can just bring the space together for them. But a vision just comes to me and and I just execute it. And I half the time I don't really know why. Like sometimes I look back at things in our own house and I was saying this to Ben not long ago and I'm just like I don't even remember like creating this, but like it's kind of crazy. Like this just came to me you know and like you don't take time to kind of sit back and and I guess look at that kind of thing but sometimes I get caught back and I'm just like oh like how did like how did this create creative process happen in my brain and then it, it came to life it's it's pretty crazy but I feel like I don't know if I can answer that because it just happens almost um but when a client does know, you know, things that they like, um, it's nice because I can just pull those things and then whatever, you know, usually people have like a style where they want like it bright or they want it cozy or rustic or modern. Like they have things that they know of. Um, and so you can just pull from that and just like knowing obviously all those styles and knowing I guess just knowing design in general, I can pull those things with the things that my client says, like, Hey, this, I really like this. Even if it's like one piece, like one picture frame, one piece of furniture, one thing, it's like, this is like where I draw inspiration from. And this is kind of like the style I like, but yeah, Pinterest is great for that because people can like send you a photo be like, I don't know what I like about this, but I like this photo. And then for me, it's like, I look at the front, I'm like, okay, like I, I get the idea. Like I know what direction we're going. 
So yeah, that's, that's good. There's also clients who are like, just do whatever you want. And that's really fun because it gives me like total creative freedom, which is awesome. But yeah, I feel like it's, it's pretty, pretty easy when a client like has a few things that they know that they they like, you can just run with it. What is your um, favorite design style? Honestly, I feel like I combine so many. Um, Like I love traditional aspects, like, you know, the wainscoting and, and wall molding. Like I love that kind of look and I guess like the French um, details, like Parisian kind of, you know, that traditional. Um, And then I love things like modern um, things that you can pull from like a modern style. So like a black door or like, like a black cabinet or piece of furniture. So it's like very, a lot of like white and black kind of, you know, the traditional with the modern Um, and then I love like the cozy, like cozy vibes too, that you can pull from literally every style, like to kind of make it not so stark. So I feel like I, I've never had one style that I love, but if I had to gravitate towards one, I think it'd be more traditional if anything, but I just pull from so many things that that's what I think is kind of great about like a space you can pull from so many different places and make it just your own that way which is kind of cool yeah I guess that's a good way of like looking at it too where like Deb you would be like oh it looks hodgepodge but at the same time it's like these are all things that like you like so it is like it's you so it's almost I don't know I find like as long as I'm in someone's house and it like is neat like I feel like everyone it's like it'll it'll look good yeah you just want that like visual yeah cohesive and like say it looks hodgepodge your space <laughs> probably love, love this word being incorporated <laughs> it's just all about finding like the right base with all those pieces you know so making it homey and cozy and whatever so like whatever the base is and like that can just be like a uh, wall paint color and maybe like removing clutter um but clutter in certain ways is also homey but it just it's all about how it's placed too you know um to not make it look messy to make it look homey and cozy so yeah it's really all about like the the whole big visual you know like everyone can have their own style things could be literally adjusted like a little bit or like the lamp could be placed over there and then all of a sudden like it just it's visually appealing and that's kind of what makes, I feel like a different to, difference in a space with that kind of stuff. Do you find yourself feng shuiing your space all the time? Yeah, honestly, it's so bad. Like I get <laughs> and like that, hence like the home sense bags constantly. So yeah, sometimes I just need to like stop and I'm like, okay, stop spending money and you have this already, like just live with it for at least like two years. But um, yeah, I just not really good with that. I'm like constantly changing things like all the time. And like, I enjoy making over spaces. So it's hard not to do it in your own house when like, that's something that makes me happy. And like, I love my work, but like, obviously like work is work sometimes, right? Like it's kind of tiring, whatever. But when I'm doing something like this for myself, it like generally makes me happy. So 
it's fun. And, um, that's kind of like a big reason why I got into it too, just because I really loved like making over spaces constantly. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing a little about yourself and your business. Um, if someone wants to reach out to you, if someone wants to inquire about your interior design, where can they find you? Um, they can uh, check out my website, www.jacklinschrottdesign. And then um, on there's all my contact information. That's usually the best way. I mean, people direct message on Instagram too. 